Okay, we're going in three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Triple A, aka the greatest anime podcast on the planet. Honestly, at this point, it might just be a given. Like Michael Jordan isn't out here saying like I'm the greatest because people just know, you know. Well, he does Go say talk. that. He says he's the greatest. Of all he lets time. other people tell him that he's the greatest. You know. No, we'll it, just it's, concur. It's both. Yeah. Maybe we won't stop all together. We'll, we'll play it by ear, you know? Yeah. When I want to say that this is the greatest anime pack podcast on the planet. Oh, so you guys got say. reviews and, and awards? We have five-star reviews, actually. Ooh. You said five stars, so five, five people gave you one five. star? Uh, five Ooh. out of five. I said five-star reviews. Anyway... If we, if we, I don't like the skepticism. The critic no, I have a lot of energy. I'm that, sorry. That is I coming have, from this corner. I have a lot mm. of positive energy so, right so now. So let's roll the intro. Bang, bang. Okay, so this week we're coming to you with episodes four and five of season two of Mob Psycho 100. Mm -hmm. And if you're anything like me, then you enjoyed these episodes thoroughly and Mm -hmm. they were really good. So do we want to start off with like a like a high level concept check in? surface yeah Can you give us a quick summary quick, a oh, quick summary of what uh yeah, what I went down? A summary my boy Psychological battle of epic proportions. Are you guys ready for the story of a lifetime? In the red corner, 
We have KG Mogami, a psychic turned evil spirit. And in the right corner, the blue corner, we have Shigeo Kageyama. All he wants to do is help that awful Asakiri-san. Who will win? Okay, Mob wins. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I had to... I'd Uh-oh. say it's too great of a battle for me not to say that Mob won the battle. So do we want to do a, a little like... Just high-level highlights of what, what's to us? Yeah, do we want to do like a, a high-level, you know, surface-level check-in now? Now that we got the intro, the, the recap. You know, I don't want to say too much uh, for this high-level. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is that I feel like they used an art style that I have not seen yet. Um, in episode five mm-hmm. that I haven't seen in the whole series yet. Just some of the ways they drew the characters during his like alternate yeah. reality and just some of the way things happen. I was like, I just haven't seen it look quite like that. It looked like a subtle difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that it was muted tones, I guess, and it was desaturated. Yeah. Um, but be, even beyond also, that, it was like a, it was like a, a widescreen shot instead of being full screen. Yeah, they changed it to widescreen. It almost gave you the idea like you're watching a movie. Yeah, they really, really went to set it apart. Yeah, you're definitely watching. Yeah, yeah, that I think that's a great. Yeah, I think that's what they're explanation. Going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just for me. I love how Reagan literally can't lose in rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> he's like, no one's ever beaten me in rock, paper, scissors. And he's got like probability, like muscle gestures, like like all this stuff, like charisma in the background that cracked me up the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how his interpersonal skills actually really do come in handy. And I think we see time and time again throughout the series that while he is a con man, though he is technically like faking it. He actually is intelligent, and he mm-hmm. has, like, you have to be smart to fool people, to deceive others. Because mm-hmm. if you're dumb trying to trick people, you know. It ain't going to work. Exactly. Uh, Just, like, really good cheaters are smart. Yeah. You got to have your evil your evil machinations. Uh, oh. There's my, uh, there's my big word for the episode. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, another just uh, simple thing. Uh, it's kind of the first time we see Mob ever, like, in actual danger. Mm. Um, yeah. That's probably the last thing I can say as far as surface. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to see him actually face an opponent that's, like, up to his level where there's actually stakes here to where he could actually die. Mm. And he has to go through such extreme measures as, like, leaving his body. But it's all connected, too. That's the beautiful part. So mm-hmm. he got this idea from them helping old girl um with her stalker from mm. the apartment complex so he saw that happen he's like wait i think i can do this and like he's just picking up little things like along mm-hmm. the way yeah. and like he's using those in the right situation and that's interesting i thought i also thought it was cool that uh speaking of things connected the bag the one of the goons from the claw uh, claw was actually at the the um exorcism mm-hmm. uh that was interesting little connection there um, it looks like he's changed a bit. Like he's not quite as bad. Maybe he's like on the fence, like in between. Yeah, uh, going through a character change. Yeah, yeah. He's in and he's out. He's black and he's white. He's <laughs> up and he's down. 
I have to sing it. I can't just quote the lyrics. Wrong when it's right. Wrong when it's right. Why we make up and break up. You don't really want to stay. I love it. He's doing the, the, the box again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess these episodes are so deep. We probably should just like. Yeah, just you know, deep dive. Yeah, just yeah. deep dive. I think sometimes, E, you need to think outside. Outside the box. It's outside the box. Timothy's really proud of that one. Yeah, I am. Uh, this is a two-episode story arc, basically. This is it's not a self-contained story by any means, but first let's introduce our antagonist, Makina, who is a who is a villain in this case. We have Keiji Mogami. Oh, now, Mogami. One really cool thing is oh, I thought you were like ex machina like a, like a storytelling no he was just wrong <laughs> um, <laughs> let's kick people while they're down no <laughs> yeah. so we see that the show sets up parallels with Mo- mogami and reagan uh, reagan says like he actually took inspiration from mogami mm. and back when we see his flashbacks when we're getting his backstory mm. and he's still good he's sitting in a chair he has the thing of cigarettes in front of him and he has like a suit and tie on, much like Reagan. Which mm. I think it's cool how they set him off. Like he's kind of like Reagan, but he's actually like gifted. Like he actually has psychic powers. Mm-hmm. And the other cool thing is the like juxtaposition of Mogami and Mob. Because essentially, this is like an ideological, conceptual battle. And a really cool thing is it's an ideological battle and it actually takes place within the mind. And so yeah. everything that they can see is imagination, which is why when Mob thinks he beats Mogami or whatever, and he's on the ground like, uh, you got me. He's like, psych, you can't use your psychic powers anymore. And it's like, what? And he's like, I took away the powers that you imagined you have, or I was just testing the powers you could imagine you have. And mm-hmm. it's kind of weird, and I don't really understand it all the way. But I do understand that he's kind of in control of this mental state. So he's he's influencing this world. Uh-huh. And so the ideological or the conceptual battle that we have is Mogami saying that when you like the world is cruel, the world is like horrible, it's unforgiving, and it's impossible to stick to your idealistic, your childish like ideals uh-huh. in this kind of world. And that's like the that's like the thing that's being pushed on Mob, mm-hmm. and that's the reason that he's been in this world. He was in there for six months. Yeah, and it was interesting to get a little bit of background on um, psychics. Uh, that guy kind of was teaching Mob a lot of different things. So he said um, it really is driven by feelings, which is something we touched on, mm-hmm. but he really solidified it. He was like, the reason why you, f- you have these powers is because of feelings, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, so that was really cool. I forgot there's something else I wanted to say too, but I forgot. Yeah. yeah, and one cool thing, I don't know if it's too early to say this, but like the cool thing about his character is that it shows that like without the people that Mob has in his mm. life that support him, mm. like this is where he could 
like very legitimately end up and it's really cool how even though these two episodes seem kind of like like the normal formula where you like have your uh they go to exercise the spirit and it's kind of disconnected from other events mm-hmm. at the end of episode three remember we have mob thinking like what if i wanted to hurt people would there be anyone there to stop me? Mm-hmm. And you have also in episode three, three different people showing up to protect Mob when mm-hmm. those bullies like assaulted him. Mm-hmm. Like three different like, but in this world, it notice it was the same two bullies, mm-hmm. and they were beating them up this time. But Mob didn't have the body improvement club. He didn't have Ritsu, and he didn't have Dimple. He was all alone, and he didn't have his powers either. Yeah, so he couldn't protect himself. And him being in the water, that shot of him in the water. Oh, yeah. And to pick up when he went, after he got beat up, mm-hmm. he was just standing in the water, and then he had to go pick up everything. Oh, I must you don't have remember? Been typing. It was so beautiful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting to see how there does need to be a certain level of gratitude for the people we have in our lives. Because mm-hmm. um, I think on a certain level, the guy is right, like, to have people who are there in spite of like a lot of times we feel that we have to put forth positive energy. We have to work on being likable and being popular in order to have good friends. Uh, but I know there are some situations where people are not that popular and stuff, yeah. but there's still really good people out there that kind of take them under their wings. But that is rare, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. It's rare to have someone like Mob and to have the, all those groups of people surrounding him yeah. like that, you know. So that was a really good point. Yeah, and the thing is, like, while this man is is evil, like, he offers the best argument that we've seen by far in the series to date as to why psychic powers should be used for yourself, for your own benefit, mm-hmm. and why it's childish thinking. Oh my goodness. Every yeah. other argument in the series has been super like super surface and yeah. it's been just absolutely broken apart like instantly because mm-hmm. it's childish. Mm-hmm. And this guy though actually has a legitimate he was good and he tried, but like at the end of the day, something a real problem that people face not being able to like pay medical bills and not being yeah. able to afford treatment for a, for a loved one. That's a real thing. Yeah. Hopefully we're not jumping around too much, but just, uh, you know, him and yeah, what happened with his mother and finding out that the weight of all of his poor decisions was weighing heavy on her, you know, the evil, like him putting his one foot into the dark realm and one foot into the, you know, the light it was too much for her, you know, and then to actually see the shadow of his footsteps emitting negative energy. At one point, he was walking down the street and you could see evil energy coming from the shadows of his footsteps. And I was like, that's such a dope shot and such beautiful imagery. Mm-hmm. And then um, what you see here also is just someone who's trying to play God, um, who feels like uh, people who feels like they can um, draw a clear line between Mm. people. Like there's good people and there's bad people Mm -hmm. and bad people do this and good people do that. And that's very dangerous because it's not that simple. You know, I believe we all need Mm -hmm. a second chance. You know, we all need grace. We all have 
the capacity to do really bad things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like, no, like all these people are evil. So there's something, it seems um, reasonable and logical or rational, but there's something at the core of there that's off, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yes, kind of. But he does make a good point, though. He does. Life is suffering. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes good people are put into really crappy situations where maybe they don't have a strong parent um, or their parents pass away or they don't really have friends or they can't really, they find it hard to connect with people. And like, um, like we all, we've all gone through like tough stuff that's, uh, that we didn't expect to happen. Um, that doesn't seem fair. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you, how do you face that unfairness? How do you, how do you stare in the face of um, the tragedy of life? Right. And uh, what, what response did you have to that? Yeah, and his argument was like he, he spent the majority of his life using his psychic powers to benefit others. And he's like, what ended up happening was that people just ended up using him. Mm-hmm. You know, they used him, they got what they wanted, and he, at the end of the day, still didn't have enough money to pay for his mom's treatment. Mm-hmm. So then he started using his psychic powers to kill people. So people were using him to a greater extent. And that actually, ironically, that ended up being the thing that killed his mom. And then she turned into an evil spirit. Yeah, that's what I was and saying. And told yeah. him. That is crazy. Yeah, so she herself turned to an evil spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and he was... um. Uh, he and then he so he said a lot of stuff so one other thing he said was that you know you have someone who has a lot of positive energy versus someone who has a lot of negative and evil energy yeah, which one's going to be stronger suffering and, and pain you know yeah and oftentimes pain does tend to feel like it weighs us down more so than joy lifts us up but i would venture to say that they're still equal they're just different types of energy i would venture to say that joy is stronger significantly well stronger technically so i'm just saying there you can't weigh them the same as what i'm saying so mm-hmm. when you technically humans the way we're wired they say it takes like four positive things to to kind of e- equal the weight of one negative thing you know we're geared towards being mindful of the negative and dwelling on the negative just by nature so in that sense, negative negativity tends to weigh heavier. That's why in the news, that's all they show or mostly show a lot of negative stuff. And that's what sticks with us because um, that's what we tune into is what we pay attention to. So I think it does kind of weigh more, you know, um, someone being free of cancer versus uh, someone dying in a gunfight. You know, the gunfight's going to weigh a little heavier, you know. So but I still think just like yin yang like there's there's a perfect proportion of either of them um mm-hmm. and I, yeah i think i think they're i don't know, I don't know. i'm just talking theory just be, here yeah my argument would just be that people will endure pain for joy mm-hmm. like take the example like i'm a christian so i believe that when i die i'm going to heaven and you have like christians in the in africa and middle east and stuff that are being tortured and won't renounce their faith yeah. because of the joy that they're expecting. And so the positivity of their belief is much stronger than any prospect of pain they might have to go through. 
Yeah, because it takes pain to to endure. Yeah. I mean, you have to endure the pain. For and, hope. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, and I want to say this last thing, though, and then I do have to go, unfortunately. Um, I have something else scheduled. But there's this beautiful quote that he also said. Again, I hopefully we're not jumping around too much. Hopefully the uh, you guys can um, keep up, keep up, keep up, up, up Mogami. So I think it was Dimple. Is Dimple the narrator? No. Who? What's the narrator voice? It sounds like yeah. Dimple's no, Dimple voice. is the narrator. Yeah. Oh. It sounds like his voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dimple's so the narrator. He says Mogami made a mistake of overlooking something. That lay dormant in mob. Hearts are made up of two sides, just as happiness gleams in the shadows of sorrow. Only in, in the darkness, only in the darkest depths of fear does courage truly shine. And I thought that was pretty interesting, specifically the last part of that. Only in the darkest depths of fear does, does courage. courage really shine. And I was like, that's so true. I think it's it either makes or breaks you, you know, um, the the sev- more severe and the more dangerous the situation, the greater opportunity you have to show courage. You know, people that win like the Purple Hearts, they don't do it by, you know, saving a dog from being ran over. You know, that's a very low stakes situation. They do it by actually saving people. Well, and, some would argue that that's a higher stakes safe situation than saving a person. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to be offensive to those people. Yeah, but I disagree. But it's with not you. as high stakes yeah. as saving a battalion of people. Yeah, so it's just yeah. I was like, that's so interesting and that's so true and it's so cool to to kind of um to kind of be able to I don't know if conceptualize the right word, but to just show what Mop was going through in that moment. Like he's being yeah. stretched right now more than he ever has been. Um, after going like yeah through three months or four months, six, six months, months, six months of just that terrible terrible nightmare of a world and even in that moment during those six months you're able to see like how kids turn into just evil people and how they just want to inflict pain onto everyone else because that's all they have to give you know on the inside that's all they have she's securing her spot in society basically but but not well that but then also i'm saying for mob though you can see why how people in mob's position can turn into agents of wrath and just want to, you know, shoot schools up and stuff because they're just living a painful, painful exist- existence with no hope. You know, we are inextric- inextricably uh, driven by hope. Like, we can't live without hope. You can't live without hopelessness, yeah. you know. So that's what I just want to throw it out there. Boy, before you leave, yeah. these episodes, what do you rate them? Dude, they're very good. I actually need to watch them again. There's a lot of good knowledge, a lot of great animation um it's just an understatement of the century but continue there's a lot of good stuff um so i rate that one uh 8.9 that's ridiculous 8.9 dude i i would more than be i would be more than happy to rate it like a 9 or 9.5 but i gotta allow myself to save those numbers for something that's truly gonna blow me away this is not the the peak you know, there's still something greater out there to be seen and to be made. Okay, if you're talking about the visual medium of actually experiencing it, witnessing it visually, you're not going to find too much that looks better than that. Okay, I got to go. Yep, it was a great show. Okay, Brennan, it's, it's one-on-one. <laughs> so, um, mano y mano. Yeah. 
Do you want to rein it in a little bit? Maybe talk a little bit more sequentially, uh, order of events. Sure, 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 sure. So we have, we talked about a lot already, but one thing is like, it's cool how they don't just tell you all of this off the bat. Like mm-hmm. they give you Mogami's like backstory, mm-hmm. and then like you only find out that like he was the result of like killing his mom in like episode five like after you give him the backstory so like yeah you you learn more and more about this character and you're seeing more and more as to why like he ended up how he is mm-hmm. so i think that's cool so what'd you think about do you understand why he would do the evil stuff do you think he overreacted um how do you think what do you think about that i think it's like we were just saying like hopelessness because mm-hmm. if you try to live without hope it's like I think he got to a state where he had no hope and mm-hmm. so his only his only solace was that it's like well there's nothing left to do in life basically mm-hmm. is what he said he's like I'm gonna kill myself and become an evil spirit and then I'm going to basically punish everybody I'm gonna get revenge mm-hmm. you know so he just completely gave up on living for vengeance and so uh i think when you have no you know when you think about it if you're getting like if you're getting back at someone like you're going backwards Mm. like let's say someone punches me in the face my friend comes up to me and punches me in the face Mm -hmm. if i am mad enough to retaliate and get back at him then during this time where i'm thinking about how i'm going to get back at him i'm not moving forward moving backwards yeah you're responding to something that's in the past yeah exactly and really focusing on it and sensationalizing it yeah so Mm. when he like no longer saw anything in front of him no value in living he just regressed backwards like Mm. in a super extreme way Mm. where like he's like there's nothing there's no hope there's nothing in front of me so i'm gonna go back that's a deep insight that that revenge is like uh, a thing of the past, you know? Yeah. It's like focusing too much on the past. Exactly. I'm not sure if I've heard that before. Yeah. One of the anime I mean, podcasts that we're giving you yeah. two insights. <laughs> what? Come here, Play-Doh. Uh, Come back, bro. <laughs> Sakura who? Yeah. <laughs> Sakura these <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I was about to say it. Oh, I should have. interesting how for six months he had this man's talking in his ear did you notice that he was like the bugs and stuff yeah mm-hmm. okay i mm-hmm. i didn't until the second time i watched it oh really yeah yeah dimple like he's like there you are and then punched him i'm like what mm-hmm. okay this yeah. grasshopper hate you today. <laughs> i watched it again i'm like oh it's so obvious yeah but yeah and they had some sick visuals there where like they had like a butterfly that was being devoured by ants Mm -hmm. and that just kind of showed like how i don't know it's like in the wild it's like rough out here like yeah things eat other things and like some things die and other things grow yeah and just the whole time that mom spent in that world was just not pleasant Mm -hmm. to watch Mm -hmm. it's just hard to watch because it's like he said this is a realistic world like if Mob didn't have any other people in his life, like mm. it could have turned out like this. And I think that he, like like you said, kind of sensationalized it because he was in control. Mm-hmm. But after six months, our Mob, our boy, hit the breaking point. 
where yeah. he finally he's like he's like we got him this time. These people are beating them up again. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you your powers back. Let's see if you don't use them against people now. And you have mob like exploding. And he's like, I haven't done a single thing to you guys. Like not one. He's like, apologize. Mm. And it's really not like mob. Mm. And then thankfully you have Dimple come in and knock some sense into him. What do you think about that? Having Dimple come. He kind of saves the day. Yeah. Really. I think that it's really cool how the point of this world is to show mob like and I do kind of want to talk more about like overarching than like events. But like mm-hmm. the point is like to show mob that the world is cruel and not everyone is as fortunate as you. Mm-hmm. And so you can easily end up like if you were alone, this is where you'd be. Mm-hmm. But also the thing that ends up saving mob is his connections to other people. Mm-hmm. So if mob were alone, he could end up like that. And that's what Mogami's trying to say. But because he's not alone, he won't. And so I think it's cool that Mob can't do it in his own strength. And he actually relies on the relationships that he's built to actually help him, like, overcome this scenario, kind of. Mm. And so Dimple showing up and reminding him of everything he has is cool. And then we see, like, an ideological battle, basically, where Mogami's like, look, like you can't, you can't do it. Like it's not, you'll never be enough to handle the world. And then we even have Mob, like he's being bombarded with like all these people that have been like evil spirits, and he's like, they all died feeling like this. Like the world is that. Like this is what the real world is because he's a middle schooler. That's true. You know. And yeah. Then you have the scene with the courage and stuff, and then he gets the he had the fight. But we haven't even gotten into the fight yet. That's completely different. But yeah, do you? So you are a fan of Dimple coming in? Yeah. Did you not like it? Uh, I thought maybe it was just it was a little uh, too easy. It's like because at that point, oh boy, had kind of won. He kind of made his point, right? Mm-hmm. He's like. Um, you're strong, but you're only strong because of the situation you're in, not necessarily because of who you are as a person. And I can take who you are as a person, strip you of your powers, and turn you into something evil, um, and really break down the the pillar of what you think is is right. Yeah, but like mob strength, like you said, it comes from not only not really from his personality, even in the show itself, like. Mob is not a super interesting character from a personality standpoint. He literally doesn't have emotions. So you would think as an MC, he wouldn't be very like attractive uh, to viewers. But you have Reagan, you have Teru, you have Dimple, you have all these other characters that are really fascinating and that you enjoy seeing. And the way they interact with Mob is entertaining. But Mob himself is kind of like, like, okay, but then we see Mob develop over the course of the series. And so mob strength comes from the people around him. So it makes sense that in order to overpower, you know, if I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you with my strength. And mob strength is in part others, his relationships with others. So the fact that it takes others for mob to overcome this, I think, makes a lot more sense than for mob to be able to do it by himself. You think it was too much for one man to bear? I don't see how you can 
go through like that kind of that kind of relentless like getting beat up like constantly by these people that you really didn't do anything mm. for months on end. He got smacked in the face by his teacher. You know, everybody laughed at him. She dumped milk. Like we only saw a couple scenes, but he was in the world for six months. Mm-hmm. Like that's we saw maybe three school days out of six months. That's like a lot more than three school days, right? A couple days more. Yeah, just to, <laughs> just at least two. <laughs> Quick math. Yeah. <laughs> and so the mob being able to overcome that, like, I don't think. Yeah, it's just like it, Mogami's argument is that you know, you would be nothing without your friends and. He's right. And he won the argument, like you said. Mob without his friends can't stick to his conviction to, like, you know, not hurt other people. Mm. And his social skills aren't enough for him to have a place in his class and in society. But when he has his friends, he's able to accomplish anything. Mm. Which Mm. is why I think him winning makes sense. I don't think him winning would have made sense without, without Dimple coming back. And saving the day. Fascinating. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah, and like the lesson that Mob learns from this is like, you know, I almost expected like Dimple to shock him back into his senses, and he'd be like, "Oh, you're wrong, Mogami." Like all this stuff, but no, like he's lived in this world for six months. He's like, Mogami, you're right. Like the world is a cruel place. Mm. Like you're one hundred percent right. Mm. But I need to be more thankful. Like, I'm truly blessed to have the people around me. So that the lesson that he learned was that I'm incredibly fortunate Yeah, having these people, having this crew that's super wholesome and supportive of me. And mm-hmm. I need to be more appreciative of that, mm-hmm. which I think personally is like a super wholesome message. And I think that's a realistic lesson from this story. No, that's dope. That's dope. You want to get into the the battle a little bit? Dude. So once Mob finally wakes up, then it's kind of even. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love how he first kind of buffs up to where he's like got yeah, all those muscles. Like, what about those muscles you built with the body of Yeah, and then he like slowly deflates, and it's like yeah. I also love how Subomi Chan. Uh, I said Chan. <laughs> I love how Subomi. Like when he, she gets mentioned, like the flower sprouts and the oh, blood yeah. disperses. Yeah. Like finally, when you get Sabomi in there, it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that fight from someone who doesn't watch a lot of anime. What were your impressions of the fight? Um, it was kind of wild. It was a lot going on. Um, there were some great parts, and then there were some weird parts. Um then it was a little bit hard to keep up it's something you probably have to watch a couple times to really see it but i thought it was cool though yeah um as someone who's been watching anime for a long time Mm -hmm. i would be hard pressed to find too many things that look better than that fight Mm. uh i think once you get up to that level of brilliance you really can't you really can't distinguish it's like this fight is amazing for this reason. This fight is amazing for that reason. Which one looks better from a technical aspect? I don't know. But what I can say is that that fight lasted like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like every second of it was just like 
oh my goodness mm. <laughs> like from an animation perspective just like the way you start the fight where all the beings in this world are turning into evil spirits and mob is flying and then he starts exercising them and like huge like exorcism stuff and then eventually he gets caught and then he he like feels the the spirits and he's like wow can i do this and so a good fight has ups and downs right mm-hmm. you, you have to have moments where you think the hero's gonna win you think they're not going to so at first you're like mob is gonna do this and then they get that and he's like whoa he's overwhelmed and then he remembers that he has to save asagiri because mm. i have to save that awful girl and then you have the hundred percent courage and you're like okay mob exploded he's got this now and then you have him like shooting tractor beams from the sky like Mm -hmm. destroying the world and you have all these spirits just rushing him and then you have the clash the conclusion between like mogami and mob Mm -hmm. it's like an epic like final like them both coming at each other and then mob wins mob exercises him and the narrator tricks us again He's like, the epic conclusion was finally, like, ended with the vanquishing of the evil spirit Mogami. Uh-huh. Or so it seems. <laughs> and then, with, like, because Mogami was controlling all these spirits, now they're all free because his vessel like, was broken. Uh-huh. And so now, Mob has to destroy everything in the world. And just, like, just absolutely mind-blowing. I can't even describe, like, the explosion of the city. Mm-hmm. Dude, it starts in like the epicenter, and then the whole city explodes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, like it's crazy. It was intense. It was maybe the most involved fight scene that I've seen in an anime. It seems like with Naruto and stuff, um, it's rare that everybody's going at the same time, and the one on ones are like are pretty. You know exactly what the other person has. Um, so it doesn't get too crazy there. And they just use so many different art styles that it's just like, dude, this is like so good. Like nobody else is doing this. At least no. not that I know. <laughs> the thing that this fight, I think, I, I think it, it could be one of the, it's definitely one of the best fights I've ever seen mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm. And I just struggle to see how live action could come up with anything that even comes close to this. Mm. Like look at your favorite fight scene from the Avengers. Even the scene in the OG Avengers where you have them all in a circle and like they're doing their thing. Or from Infinity War where you have them in Wakanda and everybody like you have this like chaos on the battlefield. But at the end of the day, 99% of the troops are on the ground and 99% of the enemies are on the ground. Mm. And this you have like the it's all animation. This is all 2D. But never do you actually feel like it, I feel like. Because mm. Mob is getting thrown through buildings. And, like, you have these spirits chasing him through the landscape. Mm-hmm. And you have these scenes where, like, the camera, like, Mob is flying into the camera. That one scene where he has his arm out, he's flying into the camera. Mm. And, like, it's so smooth. Like, you, it really does look like a movie. Mm-hmm. Which the fact that they were able to animate it like that is just insanely impressive yeah 100% props to bones shout out to bones yeah and just the you know the whole fight the arc everything is just these episodes in my opinion just beautiful just delicious love them yeah and then we have the conclusion how do you feel about that where she said like sorry and then like she teared up and actually apologized 
Um, I was cool with that. Yeah, uh, she better say sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are risking lives yeah. to save her. You better say sorry. I thought it was interesting how she was really a jerk in like real life. Like yeah. that, like wasn't like much of a uh, a muse there or like a, a fake thing there. That, yeah. That that if they met in real life, she probably would have been mean the to same. him. Yeah. But. You can see that she changed, like after she met Mob. Exactly. Like everybody changes after they meet Mob. Like Mob yeah. is the is the great changer. Right? And Mogami, at the end, he he says like, "I'll take a step back and I'll observe you for a while," because mm-hmm. Mob actually does like win the battle in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the fight, we have a resolution where Mob his vessel is broken and he reveals. Whatever's inside of him, it looks like question mark, question mark, question mark, percent. And then we have this beautiful shot of the universe that mm. they just gave us just because. Mm. Not complaining. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's like, you know, you're interesting, you know? Like, I'll decide to see how you end up in life because Mogami is like, at the beginning, he's like dead set. He believes that with Mob's incredible power, this will isolate him and he'll end up like me. Like, there's no way he won't. But then mm. Mob convinces him throughout the fight that, like, okay, maybe this will turn out different, you know. I'll mm-hmm. take a step back, and I'll I'll observe for now. Yeah. I, I, one thing I do love about the show that we mentioned before is that, like, it's more than just a physical fight. It's also a fight of ideas and, like, ideologies. Mm-hmm. And that's just cool to see. And it's, like, it's serious ideas that are real questions. Like, um, how do you avoid nihilism and, like, thinking, like, there's no point in living mm-hmm. um, because of how cruel the world can be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it a good really question. Uh, and to see that play out like in, in the, in the show is really cool. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. And honestly, the scene where we have like, uh, uh, when we call it Minori, Asagiri Minori, when we have her break down and cry, first of all, it was a great contrast to, earlier when mob told her to apologize Mm. he's like apologize and she was like i'm sorry like i'm so sorry or whatever and then he gets hit over the head and she like like her like fear turns to a smile and she's like you should just die Mm. you know you'd be better off dead Mm -hmm. and so obviously that like i'm sorry it wasn't sincere and then even when she is like he's like are you always like that she's like yep sorry about that and then like she stops and she just tears up and like you have this beautiful like apology and i'm not gonna lie i teared up really yeah that got me got you I cried yeah wow this is beautiful like the all the the battle is the conclusion you know mm-hmm. conclusion of the fight all this stuff is over and we have like the calm after the storm and then you have this beautiful heartfelt tearful apology accompanied with an actual change in action Mm. so yes mob does actually have the power to influence and change people and yeah i think that's the strength of mob psycho as a whole in season two specifically uh because we just have i feel like the themes introduced over these past like five episodes even and the way that they've been played out are already superior to anything we've seen in season one which Mm already made mob one of my favorite shows so really yeah wow that's fascinating 
Yeah, I would agree. And it's, uh, they really built up that emotional moment with everything that happened before then. It's like we almost like climax to like this big high um, and they put all these stakes at on us. And then we get to where uh, where he actually wins and you think it's over, but there's still some stuff there. And yeah, I would I didn't quite tear up, but I was like a couple levels from it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this hits me. I feel this yeah. emotionally. Not gonna quite cry, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely feel this. This is real. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For sure. The feels, man. Yeah. So we had a great two episodes. Um, there's even a lot of stuff that we could have talked about that we missed. There's there's just too much. Mm-hmm. Like to really get the feel of these episodes, like you would one need to write a script. Like you would need yeah. a scripted yeah. going over how everything relates. Like legitimately, I could have written like, uh, I write a ten-page thesis on these episodes. For real, though, and it would not ever seem like repetitive or dry or anything, just because yeah. of the depth of the concepts that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I just think the way they told the story was beautiful. Yeah, no, it was nice. Um, I liked how we got to see like new stuff. Like we got to see like mob leave his body and go yeah. into like a like a spirit realm almost uh uh-huh. and i like how in that in that place there's no time um mm-hmm. or like it's uh Stylated. yeah um and i love how oh boy didn't give up up mob yeah he had so much faith in mob <laughs> yeah he was just chilling on his phone <laughs> Like everybody left immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. We had a dodge. Also, this is another reason. Um, Dimple was like, "Listen, we need to leave," and he's mm-hmm. like, "No, like Mob's got this." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "This is the first time anyone's actually trusted you this much, isn't it? For mm-hmm. Mob to let Dimple possess his body." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah." And so it's actually the trust that Mob puts in his friends. That mm. saves him, mm. which is why I think it's not really like a. This is kind of what I meant to get at. There was a missing piece of what I was saying earlier, mm. is that it was Mob's own actions, his own character, that inspired someone to come help him. Mm. Which is why I think in the end he kind of wins the battle against Mogami because, mm. like, yes, he lacks social skills. Yes, like, if he were alone, like he, it would be you know, it's hard for him to. You know, to live in the world if he would be alone, it would mm-hmm. be hard for him. Sorry, not the best worded, <laughs> but uh, also his spirit changes people. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and and his actions like that he took out of genuine faith is what inspired someone to help him back. So, mm-hmm. like, people can take advantage of you and they can use you, but Dimple isn't a good person per se. Like. All, but you like you know by doing good things to people you can also get reciprocated good things back to yourself which is mm-hmm. a flaw in Mogami's argument mm-hmm. that ends up becoming what allows Mob to win mm-hmm. so, yeah. good stuff good stuff yeah um, so I personally think as far as like rating um, and favorite moment my favorite moment in these episodes just the whole thing um the whole thing uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, i can't uh, give a do you have a specific favorite uh so there's some things that stuck out when um sensei went into the room for the first time 
mm-hmm. and that whole interaction that yeah. was fascinating did you notice any of the gesture like the clues like papa or daddy like no that no i didn't notice that until he pointed yeah. it out and he's sensei is like really observative like he's yeah. like he's like really sharp like he's picking up everything that's going on mm-hmm. and then yeah that whole dream sequence was pretty cool like yeah. the when they're in the, like the white pretty much i don't know yeah world. we didn't even talk about that <laughs> yeah but that i think that might have been the highlight for me mm-hmm. just seeing that um and the different things that were going on there yeah and this is almost like inception where you have a battle of concepts taking place inside of a conceptual realized mental world taking place inside someone's mind so mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of layers yeah so many layers man yeah and for a mob to go through that and come back saying it's like mm-hmm. bro go guilt it out here the goat guilt it out here the goat uh yeah um i know for my rating these get a perfect 10 out of 10 oh i honestly i i am on a one piece like high right now mm-hmm. but i just i mean they're two different kinds of series but i just i really can't see much just of anything competing with what i just saw Mm-mm. really yeah like I I go I feel like I could watch all of Game of Thrones and I I would not see a single moment that comes close to what I just saw. I don't really know how to respond to that. It's not quite true, but well, here's the thing: different people have different preferences. The red wedding, the but, red wedding alone will change your life, bro. I mean, we'll see. I I don't really want to watch Game of Thrones, but like. Of course, there's different draws to different mediums, and anime just so happens to be one of my favorite. Mm. But just on a visual execution, thematic, like I just don't really see all that many TV shows just approaching that level of depth and characterization of a side character, you know, of a not even a main antagonist. The main antagonist is Claw, which we haven't even seen. Yeah. A character that's there for an episode and a half getting that kind of characterization. Yeah, that but was a great little like, that was a great little side side piece, you know? And just like Mob Psycho as a whole. So every single every single antagonist reflects Mob in some kind of way. There's mm-hmm. always a a battle of ideologies or a conceptual battle that's to be won. Every single theme explored in the show is incredibly realistic and handled in a realistic way with a wholesome message. And on top of that, we have Mob liking Subomi. It's just some middle school drama, you know? Uh, yeah. And we're going to see more of that in the coming episodes, thankfully. Love me some middle school drama. Well. But it's just like, I don't know. I have, I'm have. i not going to say I've seen all the shows out there. And I have, I'm not going to watch that much like live action TV shows. Mm-hmm. But from the shows I have seen, just don't really get the same depth. But I just watch like comedies and stuff. Fascinating. And cop shows. Yeah, I think uh, there's some deep shows out there. Yeah, I need uh, to I need to watch some good live action TV shows. So I yeah, a, get into some Westworld season one, not season two. Um, that'll change your life. Game of Thrones will change your life. Game um, of Thrones is eight seasons. Yeah, it's so good though. Devs re- recently came out on FX. That's a good show Devs. too. That okay. goes pretty deep. 
but it's like more scientific they're talking about like the multiverse and like um um the past and like does the past really exist and what a convenient theory the multiverse yeah the odds <laughs> of our universe being like this are astronomically low so there are infinite universes and our universe uh, is the only one like this. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of like, you know, uh, kind of like when someone pulls a power out of absolutely nowhere to be the bad guy. It's just like, yeah. Come, so this doesn't make sense, but nothing makes sense. But there's uh, so we can't we don't know exactly what this is. So everything exists. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to pin down. It's like, let's see. In order to make this shot, I would need, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to how to satirize it. Yeah, we're fumbling the ball on the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> multiverse For jokes. Real. But there's a universe where we did it perfectly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and unfortunately, this isn't the one. Yeah, so we just, we good killed luck to this you guys. joke. Yeah. You guys should know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although without the multiverse, we wouldn't have Rick and Morty. So. True. Who's Shout really out to winning? Rick. Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Come are you on, doing, Rick? Morty? <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Why would you do that, man? Like I'm a kid, dude. I have nightmares. Oh. I got a test in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen season three? Uh, I've seen like the first four, four episodes, I think. Season four. So. I think the first four episodes. Okay. The heist one? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, that's besides the point. Mm. Anyway, what do you rate these three episodes? These so three I give them a nine. Nine. Nice nine. Okay. Yeah, quality TV. Quality TV, this mob psycho. Mm-hmm. I think the deeper we go, the more invested we get. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to pull like this this powerful villain out of nowhere like this, uh, yeah, we just thought this was a normal checkup pretty much, and it turned into like yeah. a whole dealio. Um, like, and they oh, and they wrapped it up in two episodes, yeah, beginning to end, boom, it's quick, yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I love it. I was yeah, I was totally engaged. These are my favorite episodes so far. I think. Mm-hmm. Huh. I like how even though it seems like these are isolated arcs, the stuff that we learn from these arcs actually does get carried onto the series. Be that like like power scaling, like how psychic powers work, or just like emotional lessons. Right? Mm-hmm. Mob is starting to, you know, think more for himself and stuff like that. For sure, my friend. Yeah. Also, anti-possession jumping knee strike. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> That's probably my favorite <laughs> moment between them. Yeah. That's the first special move of the season. Yeah. Sensei, yeah. Will, sensei will come up with something. I don't know exactly. why, you know. So he's got some of a sleeve. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh, there was a lot in these episodes. There's stuff that we even missed, like even really cool stuff, like the the manga panels and them trying to exercise Mogami. Mm. Uh, so there's just so much packed in these two episodes. I know it was a bit of a longer episode, and it may not have seemed like it had a lot of cohesiveness or continuity. And for that, I apologize. But if you watched episode four and five, I guarantee you, you could follow everything that we just said. And if you hear me talk right now and you haven't watched episodes four and five, what is wrong with you? What you doing, baby? Come on. Come on, like, son. Yeah, I just spoiled two of the greatest episodes of anything that you will ever <laughs> see. And I would say that's overhyping it, but uh, it's really not. Uh, like, I think you could make an argument for these two episodes being potentially just just you know top tier you know put it wow. up there with harry potter wow. put it up there with game of thrones put it up there with anything wow. i will fight you on anything my guy wow I, you cannot know mob psycho watch these two episodes fall in love guarantee it 
Big claims. Big claims, boy. Okay. Well, with that, we will bid you... Ah, you thought we were done, huh? Uh, Next week, we got episodes six, seven, and eight for you. Uh, uh, feel free to watch along. And by feel free, I mean, like, definitely watch along. Yep. It's not an invitation. It's more of a homework. <laughs> uh, and speaking of homework, I got to get to mine. Hey, so, yeah, we were doing two episodes a week. I think we're going to slow it down to just one a week uh, on Mondays. So be ready for that. Um, you can go straight to the SoundCloud. You usually drop at night around nine o'clock. Um, or you can wait. We'll post a link on our social, so you can check social. it out there in the bio. But yeah, that's how it'll be going. Six, seven, eight up next. Peace out. Alrighty. That was a quick wrap up. I like that one.